When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Pulls up, three ball. Bang! Bob L.J. Figueroa! Oregon goes back to back for the fourth time in the last six years. The Ducks are Pac-12 champions. Bowley three. Goal! Bowley ball! Mike Sill fires and hits a three. Left wing, pow pow. Yeah, boom boom. Welcome to Duck Insider. What a weekend. We're just getting started. This is Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Live from the Country Financial Studio, here's Joey Mack. Interviews with Kelly Graves. Justin Schultz, assistant coach of Oregon softball, going to join us. Aaron Boley, Niara Sabli, a fun look inside the Marcus Mariota Sports Performance Center that we are currently sitting on top of right now inside the Country Financial Studio. As the Ducks know where they're headed, it'll be a 6 versus 11 matchup for Oregon women's basketball against South Dakota on Monday at 7 o'clock on ESPN2. That means a 6.30 pregame show with Terry Johns and the Hall of Famer Bev Smith right here on the Oregon Sports Network. The first postseason run for Oregon women's basketball under Kelly Graves actually ended against South Dakota. Ducks owe them a little bit of payback. We'll talk about that more coming up in just a little bit because we have a few other news and notes for you before we talk with a man and a myth who is not yet a legend. Chris Duarte, a third-team All-American announced today by the Associated Press. He's a first-team All-American in our eyes, but, hey, a third-team All-American recognized by the AP. I think the... Uh, second of many 
awards coming for Chris Duarte. Also of note today, Alyssa Brito. Oregon true freshman shortstop Alyssa Brito named the Pac-12 player and freshman of the week in the same week. Always cool when you get to say that after she hit 667, had nine RBIs over the weekend. Pretty darn good for Alyssa Brito. We're going to talk about that with Justin Schultz coming up. The Bracket Madness. It is officially March Madness. It's my favorite time of, of year. I think it's probably H.J. Cohn's favorite time of year as the Senior Associate Athletic Director for the Duck Athletic Fund joins us on the University of Oregon Alumni Association guest line. We have a lot of things to cover. First of all, let's talk brackets. Is this your favorite time of year, actually? It is. Uh, I don't know if I'll get in trouble for any reason of saying this is my favorite month by far, um, simply because we, we do a lot of things. And, you know, this year especially, we have 17 sports going on right now. And that's a, that's a new record in, in our department, uh, making up for some seasons with COVID, obviously, but also an opportunity uh, for a lot of our student athletes and coaches and staff to do what we love and, and not only, um, you know, have our students, you know, taking and, and pursuing their education dreams, but also competing whatever sport they may play for championships. And uh, that's this time of year. Uh, kudos to Robert Johnson and the, that entire group of young men and women who uh, put in time and effort for that championship. So really cool with that. And lighting the tower was a special thing yeah. for us. Um, just a lot of fun things. So, yeah, right now you could argue pretty easily this is my favorite month. Yeah, you know, I think especially because, you know, normally there, there's also spring football that starts up right around March in some right. sometime, and that's still coming, fans. Don't worry. It, more info to come. But, I mean, like that's to me what makes it so much fun is you get the end of the winter sports season. It's madness. It's fun. Then you get into spring sports. Probably helps that the weather starts to get a little bit nicer. And then it's also spring football. I mean, you get so many things going on. I, I love the month of March. It's also St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. I don't know if anybody else cares about that, but I do. H.J., you can make an Irish joke if you'd like. Well, no, I mean, you cut your <laughs> hair, which is good, and you're looking good, baby. So, we're no, I, I think the, the main thing that I also think of is when you think of right now especially, um, both men's and women's teams obviously poised and, and hoping to make a, a deep run in the tournament. Um, but then you say, you know, spring sports are starting. And when they're, when you look at the spring sports, they're having early success, um, you know, and, and forgive me sports and coaches, if you hear me and I forget your sport, but the one, uh, the couple that when you said who's on the show, Justin Schultz with baseball and softball, both off to hot starts. Um, you look at Acro beating Baylor the other week yep. and Keenan and what she's done. I mean, just the right now, I would say not only are people excited because it's, you know, championship season with basketball, particularly, but the other sports off to such great starts. Uh, there's just a lot of excitement around Oregon athletics right now. Good, good stuff. And well said by H.J. Cohn, the Senior Associate Athletic Director for the Duck Athletic Fund. Uh, reminder for fans, uh, coming up, uh, the final game of the first round, Oregon men's basketball against VCU, 6.30 pregame on Saturday. And just around 7 o'clock is when things will tip off in the 7-10 matchup. Ducks and VCU, uh, more of a scouting report tomorrow as Dana Altman will meet with the media tomorrow morning. And then the Ducks... Uh, getting ready to take on the Rams, a pretty good team. How many brackets do you do every year, H.J.? Let's talk brackets. Uh, I actually don't do any, um, but my kids are probably getting to it. I know, I know, bad answer, right? I'm boring. Um, then I don't really have to, like, cheer for anyone, and I can get on, like, the upset alert and bandwagon. I mean, that's what makes March Madness so much fun is you see the, the smaller schools making a run, and you can kind of get behind them a little bit as long as they stay out of the Ducks way. But – um, no, but now I'll probably print some out and let my kids pick and see who has bragging rights in the house for the year. 
When was we the last time we, we didn't we didn't we didn't freeze, did we? You're still in shock. When was the last time you you did a bracket as like a basketball junkie? Probably probably when I was in college maybe with the fraternity brothers. Wow. That yeah. actually surprises me. I thought for sure you were still a guy who who liked to to get up on Monday after selection no, Sunday I, to a bracket. I, I just love watching the games and, and obviously I have selfish interest for Oregon going as far as we can and uh no, I, I just enjoy you, – you do the bracket, and then you have – no offense, this is going to sound really bad, but <laughs> it's emotional highs and lows for that week, and it can just be flustering. So I, I'm good. So everybody who's watching the live stream right now, they, they see the perfect bracket. I mean, you could still fill out a bracket like the duck did and just circle Oregon and write Oregon on your bracket, H. I mean – Well, that's the other thing is I already know who my national champion picks are going to be. So yeah. I, I can tell you who I think is going to win it. How about that? Oregon and Oregon. All right. Deal. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm kind of curious, H, because as a as a basketball guy, you know, we've talked before about your history working as a student manager and now working for the Ducks and, and just doing everything that you've done. Do you have, like, more of an appreciation for the tournament this year than ever before be, because it was taken away from all of us last year? Because I sure feel that way this year. Yeah, I would say I have an appreciation for a lot of things. I mean, I think that's one thing I've talked about not to go into a kind of a, a sensitive topic. I think what COVID has brought is reflection, time to reflect for people. And, um, you know, I, I even mentioned the other day, kudos to you for the tribute that was given to Chris Bjork and, and a guy that we loved so much and uh, getting through that. It just makes you appreciate, you know, some of those of go home, hug your family, hug your friends call someone, text someone, tell them you love them, you're thinking about them, you don't know what difference that can make. And so I think during COVID, you know, going back on the positive front and bringing back March Madness, um, there was a void last year for a lot of people that um, can really get more out of sports than just the final score or a win and what it does for family and friends and bringing people together, camaraderie. Um, and so I think that's what was missed more than just wins and losses, at least for people that I know and I talk to. Um, and part of their lifestyle, a lot of, in a lot of cases, I was with some people yesterday, dropped off a gift to some great, great people that I've gotten to know over the years and great supporters. And, you know, I, as much as we love going to the games in Las Vegas together, it's the meeting in the halls or getting together before the game and just hanging out and being friends and um, the brotherhood, I'll call it. And yep. I, I think that that part was very much lost. And I'm very much appreciative of that. And I'm very much appreciative of the people behind the scenes, medical staff. Uh, student athletes making a commitment to wanting to do this, not just because they want to get into March Madness or whatever, but because they truly believe in what March Madness can do for them on the men's and women's side. So I think a, a long-winded answer is, yeah, I'm sure absolutely appreciative, more appreciative this year than, than losing it last year, of course, because I, along with no one, wanted to get on that plane home from Vegas and, and not have any games played. Well said. H.J. Cohen, Senior Associate Athletic Director, joining us. Athletic Director Tuesday, I was brought to you by, by our friends at Pepsi and locally owned Bigfoot Beverages. Go Ducks, drink Pepsi. All right. Uh, men's basketball now getting ready for an unprecedented trip. Women's basketball as well. H, give fans a, a perspective of, of what the NCAA tournament is like and just kind of the, the, the one, the adrenaline, but then two, the grind for, for folks that are in that, that locker room that are in the, the foxhole, if you will, of going through an NCAA tournament. I mean, it's, it really truly is an adrenaline rush. That's how it feels to me. I can only imagine what it has felt like for, for, for guys that have been in the locker room and on the team. Yeah, I mean, in my career, we, we've been fortunate with both the men's and women's program led by Coach Altman and Coach Graves and their staffs to, to make some really deep runs. 
Um, and so from a, from an administrative standpoint, there's a lot of planning. You're trying to make sure everything's perfect um, going into the game. And when, and, you know, as they say, when the ball is tipped, it's kind of like, all right, we made it. Now you already have your plans in place, win or loss. You know, you're, you're preparing for everything outside of that. Um, but I would say when I was a, a manager, um, it's quite a blur, but and everything's going so fast and you're just, it, you, you don't even realize how quickly it's going and you're kind of tired at times, but your point, your adrenaline just kind of pushes you through it and you know, your phone's going off. And, and the further you go in the tournament, the more heightened um, the awareness and the demand is, if you will, on the emotional side. Um, I vividly remember when we made the Elite Eight uh, one year that you just kept going further and further and it's like less teams and now you see your name on TV more. And, and when you're in the room resting, your, your TV's on and yeah. you're seeing it. And so you can't avoid it, and especially this day and age with social media, you can't avoid the reality of people talking about you, expectations they're putting on you. Um, so yeah, there's, I would say it's probably more of an emotional mental ride than it is an actual physical battle in some cases. And that's like a lot of sports, right? As how strong are you mentally versus just uh, in, in addition to your physical stamina. Kelly Graves actually talked about that a little bit yesterday, that interview coming up next uh, as he reacted to the Ducks selection, uh, heading on to take South Dakota or heading to, to – it's weird when they're not playing at a – like heading to San Antonio to take on South Dakota. Now you guys got where I was yeah, going. Yeah, and I think the, the other thing that's weird this year and, and different or unique, if you will, is in one sense it's actually nice. I mean – the likes of uh, the director of ops are probably pumped because they don't have to worry about charters and where you're going next and where you might go and yeah. stuff like that. At the same time, COVID obviously presents its own challenges um, in, in both of those locations. And uh, what you don't realize is all the protocols. Well, I'm sure people have an understanding, but the protocols that are going into place and this year, especially, it's actually not that um, I'm going to, I'm going to blank on a word, but it's not that fun, if you will, if you're part of the team, because you, it's a, it's a, it's a business. It's a job yeah. basically, because you, you literally, you're so structured and regimen of show up to this, go back up to your room and really trying to make sure that there's an opportunity for these young men and women to complete the tournament. And that's one of the goals. And I know there's obviously a lot of fan excitement about it, but the main goal here is to be able to have a tournament let alone um, have some fun along the way. Yeah, Coach Altman's talked a lot about that too. It's just a whole different life. It's a whole different experience. And hopefully the light is at the end of the tunnel. That's what we all hope for. We uh, One final thing, a couple final things actually for H.J. Cohn joining us for Athletic Director Tuesday brought to you by Pepsi. Yeah, H, I haven't had you on since football season tickets came back out. Just a reminder for fans uh, with, with football season tickets, some info they should know. And, and maybe even if you've gotten some questions, questions that you could answer ahead of time if somebody – hasn't asked, but is thinking about it, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, well, lots of questions that I don't know the answers to. I can tell you that, <laughs> uh, broadly speaking. Uh, but, no, we had a really nice season ticket renewal period that went well. We are selling season tickets at this point. We have not gone on sale with mini plans, single games, groups, um, just because of the unknown. And want to make sure our season ticket base is taken care of first and foremost. So that's going strong. We're really excited to see the momentum behind that. And sure hope that we will, again, as, as everyone knows, and this is our number one priority, health and safety of student athletes, uh, staff, that, that is going to be the number one goal. But then as that continues to be the forefront, how do we bring into play uh, what a return to play or return to Austin in this case looks like? And so that'll come with time, um, obviously led with, with our medical team providing guidance. And uh, as that continues to open up, hopefully we'll, we'll roll those uh, pieces out. All right.
Anything else that we missed, H? I mean, it's obviously fun to come to a place where championships are the norm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm thrilled. I mean, I think uh, we keep saying this, and um, kudos to our athletic director for winning uh, athletic director of the year last week. Um, you know, it's it's so fitting, and of course, this is all he would say, and I got it from a couple donors that called, and they said he said the same thing, is this is a team award. I'm just the guy that gets to go up there and hold the trophy, and, and he truly means that, but um, under Rob's leadership, man, have we seen some success, and, and that's a kudos to the coaches, the student athletes, the staffs that are behind the scenes, everyone. It really is a team effort, so I know it's cliche, but what a time to be a duck right now. It is sure a lot of fun. Hey, Shea Cohn, Senior Associate Athletic Director for the Duck Athletic Fund. I could talk to you for usually another 10 minutes, but we have so many interviews in a shortened week on Duck Insider with the tournament coming up. Uh, that means I'm going to bid you adieu, and, and thanks for taking the time, my friend. I'll give one parting thing that I that came to mind here is kudos and congrats to Chris Duarte on, on a well-recognized award. Um, but I do think, and this is just me out there, that um, Chris is undervalued because of the defense and playing both sides of the floor. And I, I know the name uh, because he played in our conference um, at Washington State that Chris gets compared to is Clay Thompson. And total, totally want to give respect to Clay and all NBA guy, obviously. But um, Chris plays both ends of the floor, both ends of the floor. And that's a lot of times unseen in any sport for that matter, that you get someone that plays both ends. And so I'm really happy to see him be awarded and recognized for his achievements, um, but also um, I think he's undervalued on the defensive end, and I'm sure Coach would probably agree. Just under 17 points per game and right under two steals per game, about a block per game as well. You, you don't see guys that are doing that, and also I think the most important thing there is the efficiency. He's still shooting 50% from the floor, which is ridiculous for a guard. And yeah, he actually does play defense. I agree. Yeah, actually. and you and you you hear about these guys in the I'll take the NBA that are known for all defensive team. Well, most of them aren't on the all first team, second team, third team in the NBA. And and I think that's where Chris brings such a unique style of play uh, that will be likely taking him to professional levels for a number of years. Told you he was a basketball junkie, everybody. H.J. <laughs> Cohn, Senior Associate Athletic Director, kind enough to join us. Athletic Director Tuesday brought to you by Pepsi, locally owned Bigfoot Beverages. H.T.U., uh, to you, go Ducks and drink a Pepsi. Thanks, buddy. Go Ducks. Thanks for having me. H.J. Cohn, always fun to catch up with him. All right, we've got a lot to get to, including Kelly Graves, head coach of Oregon women's basketball, next on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon athletics because student athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. As my family continued to grow, I realized I'd have to replace my beloved Jeep with something that has, well, more seats. I'm Jason Hines, country financial rep and father of seven. Whether you're upgrading from your sporty ride with no room for a car seat or finally replacing your well-loved beater that still has a cassette player, you'll want the right protection for your new car. Work with a country financial rep like me and get the protection you need at a price you can afford. Learn more at takesimplesteps.com or contact a local country representative. Don't go anywhere. Duck Insider continues after these messages on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Learfield IMG College. 
Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. It's important to buckle up your kids. I know. Sometimes car seats can be complicated. I know. And if your child's in the wrong seat and you get into a crash. I know. It could lead to a serious injury. I know. So you're 100% sure you have the right car seat for your child's age and size? I don't know. Don't think you know. Know you know. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Make sure you have the right car seat. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Insider, present of On Point Community Credit Union. My thanks to H.J. Cohn for joining us. Hey, uh, Don, I did see your question. Uh, season tickets for girls basketball on sale yet? I asked H.J. as he was uh, heading out during the break, and he said that they're, they're working on a tentative plan probably as postseason wraps up. You know, they want to get through this season, and then season tickets for next year could become a – or will become an option. I'll put it that way. So with renewals and – and all that. I, I would expect end of March, early April, Don, when that will happen. Uh, but obviously there's still a lot of moving parts there with local health guidelines and, and what we're able to do. So good question. Uh, I'm sorry that I didn't ask H on the air. I, I, I kind of ran out of time, and then I it, it slipped my mind at the end. Uh, so, yes, it's looking like end of the month, beginning of next month, that's when you'll start to see some more details on, on basketball for, for both men's and women's basketball going on sale, which is great. Meanwhile, for women's basketball, we've got a bracket, ladies and gentlemen. The entire bracket, I love this, they named the, quote, regions after different landmarks around San Antonio. The Alamo region, the Hemisphere region, the Riverwalk region, and the Mercado region. Well, that Alamo region, uh, well, shout out to UC Davis because my sister works there and works with that team, actually, uh, taking on Missouri State in the 512. Stanford, though, is the one seed in the Alamo region. And Oregon is also in that Alamo region as a 6 versus 11 matchup against South Dakota. It's on ESPN2. It's going to be a 6.30 pregame show here on the Oregon Sports Network with Terry Johns and Bev Smith on the call. They'll have the radio broadcast for you. Uh, the Mercado region, I, I think Washington State getting in as a 9. That's a tough, tough ask if they can get through that and then take on the number one seed in NC State. Arizona is a 3 in that region, by the way. Uh, continuing with the bracket, the Hemisphere region features Oregon State as an eight seed. So they would move on to potentially play number one, South Carolina, in that region. And UCLA is a three seed against Wyoming as part of the Hemisphere region. Elsewhere in the Riverwalk region, if memory serves, no Pac-12 teams. So you don't need to be paying too close of attention to that Riverwalk region with UConn as the number one seed there. The first postseason run for Kelly Graves actually ended with Oregon women's basketball against South Dakota. The Coyotes, five years after South Dakota beat Oregon to end their NIT run, they get a matchup in the NCAA tournament. Pretty darn cool for the Ducks. Well, our friend Rob Mosley remembered that uh, info as well and started out asking Kelly Graves about uh, if this is a chance for maybe, for lack of a better phrase, a little payback in the NCAA tournament come Monday. 
happy to be playing them on a neutral court after the way they shot the three at their place a few years ago in the postseason. <laughs> you know, it's funny. That was one of my uh, great memories, uh, good and bad, was that trip to Vermilion uh, five years ago. Man, I'll tell you that we we walked into a uh, an ambush there, didn't we? They were on fire. You know, what do you know about this team? And is you know, is, is do you know much about their group this year? And is it going to be that? Is it you know, you expect a lot of threes from them? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm expecting great offensive efficiency. Last year, of course, you know, we were number one in the country in offensive efficiency by a long way. Guess who was number two? Uh, South Dakota, and they I think have a lot of those players back. So uh, they're going to be well skilled, well schooled. Uh, well coached, they're going to play their butts off, and, uh, and they know how to win. So it's uh, it's obviously a tough matchup, but they all are at this point in the season. Uh, last time we spoke with you, you, kind of weren't sure exactly what the the break was going to look like for this team. How, how did you guys use the last ten to eleven days? And, and Aaron and Niara were both saying that you guys were, I think, really working to try to find out the best rotation and kind of figure out the best group on the court. How's that gone? <laughs> Here we are, and. Playing in the NCAA tournament, we're still working out a rotation. Uh, yeah, that's kind of been the the season. Um, but yeah, we we've you know been practicing with two days on, one day off, two days on, one day off since we uh, since we got back. Gave them the weekend off last week. Uh, I think our practices have been pretty good. I, I think the energy's been great. Uh, we're still nursing some injuries, but uh, you know, I, hopefully by the time we're ready to toss the ball up down in San Antonio, we'll have everybody healthy. Kelly, obviously this tournament is, is a lot different than any other tournament you've been in, but um, what are the conversations you're having with some of the younger players who haven't played in an NCAA tournament about what they can expect? You know, it's not just the younger players. How crazy is this? Even our returners. Um, Taylor Chavez was hurt two years ago. Our final four year didn't play in the NCAA. Last year, of course, there was no tournament. Jazz Shelley, one of our returners, didn't get to play in the NCAA tournament last year. So we have uh, Taylor Mikesell has played in one and Aaron Boley and uh, Lydia Giomi have played. So we have three players that have NCAA tournament experience. So uh, it's not just the youngsters that I'm talking to, Julian. It's uh, really everybody. This is a new experience. But I congratulated them. Uh, a six seed, you know, given our circumstances, nine new players, seven freshmen, really. And, uh, you know, just the injuries we've had. I I'm really proud of this group, man. I I, you know, what a, what a crazy ride it's been, but uh, they, they earned this and now we've got to go down and, and do some work in San Antonio, but I'm really proud of the group. Kelly, I'm sure it never gets old seeing your team's name pop up on the screen, but after missing out on that feeling last year, what was, what was your emotions today getting back into this? Well, I, you, you nailed it. it. It never gets old. You know, you know you're in the field, but once you see your name, uh, you know, you kind of celebrate for a second, and then you, you start thinking, okay, what do I know about South Dakota? And then you look ahead a little bit uh, in your pod. So uh, as a coach, we don't get to enjoy it like the players do, you know, and they should enjoy it. This is what it's for. Uh, it, it was, uh, it, it will always hurt, Ryan, you know, not being able to do it last year because I really do think, and I, I know everybody on this call feels like it was, uh, it was our year, but, uh, we have a chance this year to, uh, to write, uh, you know, this team's history and, and hopefully that, that includes going, uh, a long way in this field. You mentioned a few of the injuries, Coach. Do you have an update for us on Tahina? Uh, yeah, Tahina's questionable. I, I don't think she's going to be playing in the tournament unless we uh, are fortunate enough to play in April, to be honest with you. Um, 
you know, I think we just have to, to realize that that's going to be the case. And then if we can somehow get her back uh, by the grace of God, then we'll, you know, what a lift that will be. Uh, but I, I don't anticipate it'll be this first weekend. So. And you mentioned, uh, and Aaron Boley mentioned too, just how critical it is to not to take every moment, not take any moment for granted, especially after last year. What was the first sort of message that you told your team once the once the field was announced and you're in the tournament despite everything this year? What was your first message to them? You know, that it's just a, it's a new season. I mean, and, and unlike any other year, normally we would be playing a neutral game the first round. But if we were fortunate to win, we'd be playing on somebody's home court. And, uh, you know, we just you don't have that this year. And so why not? You know, why not us? You know, there's no inherent advantage to be in a, a higher seed or, you know, whatever. You just get to toss it up and play. So it, it, it and listen, we have shown as a 10 seed a few years ago, we won three games. We beat a seven, a three and a two. So it can be done. And, um, and that's, you know, we've got recent history to, to tell us that and show us that. So hopefully, uh, you know, we'll go in with a great attitude. I think we're in good headspace right now. Um, we obviously didn't finish the season very strongly. But again, that doesn't matter now. We're zero and zero. Whatever any momentum anybody got two weeks ago, you know, when you start the, the, the tournament, it was two weeks ago that they built up any momentum. That's gone. You know, now it's a new season. Kind of about what I was going to ask, just about kind of the momentum of this year. And you guys started fast, you had a kind of a slow middle and end here. But does this kind of provides an opportunity, like you said, to kind of, I guess, start from ground zero. Does this seem, seem receptive of this? And I know we've asked you multiple times, is it too late? Is it too late for you guys to figure it out? Obviously, this is going to be the big test. Kind of what's your, your, your head at right now in, in terms of what you're seeing from your team? Uh, well, I, I think we're in a good place. Like I said, I, you know, and figure it out. I mean, I guess you never really figure it out, uh, you, you know, unless you've been together for a really, really long time. So uh, I, I think it's just going to come down to we need some players to really play well, step up and, and have great tournaments. And we have, you know, multiple players that are capable of doing that. You talked to two of them today. I think Niar and Aaron. Uh, need to have great tournaments for us. But, you know, Sedona Prince, this is a big stage for her, and she's uh, uh, quite a talent. You know, hopefully this is the time she steps up, and she's a Texas, you know, uh, woman, and and maybe that'll uh, really help, uh, you know, be, be back home playing. And and I, I have confidence in all our players, but let's face it, we have a young basketball team. You know, I, I'm not going to scour the entire tournament, but my guess is we're the youngest team in the field. Uh, that That's got to be a given. So, um, you know, in essence, we really have nothing to lose. I don't think anybody's expecting us to, to do a ton, but I do, and I think our players believe. Kelly, you mentioned obviously perhaps the most impactful change of this year's tournament of not having those first couple games at home for the, higher, for the top 16 seeds. Um, but just the fact that it is a 64-team tournament in one location, there's going to be a lot of basketball players at hotels. I'm sure you're going to see them, uh, you know, out and about. You know, what is what do you anticipate? How different is this going to be from a normal NCAA tournament? Uh, Brandon, I'm not sure there's going to be any out and about. From what I understand, we're pretty much confined to our hotel rooms unless we go to practice or uh, have a team meeting. Um, so I don't know if we'll see anybody, <laughs> to be honest with you. I, I'm not exactly sure what, what to expect. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, certainly unusual. Uh, and I, I want to just applaud, really, all of our student-athletes, certainly mine, uh, but all the others as well, and coaches and staff that helped make this possible. To be honest with you, four or five months ago when we got this whole thing started, I didn't think uh, we were going to get to this point. 
You know, that's just the honest truth. And here we are uh, embarking on, a, you know, on another NCAA tournament, unlike any other, but an NCAA tournament, we're actually going to play games. I think that's that's pretty neat, and I applaud everybody for all their efforts, you know, to to make this happen. It might be reasonable to expect you might still have a bit of a target on your back because you're still Oregon. Well, let's see how many people pick us in their pool, Rob. <laughs> That'll let us know, right? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, granted, I get it. Yeah, Oregon is. Yeah, we're a t-shirt team, so to speak, right? Uh, and so, but, but in terms of what we've produced this year is, is what I'm saying. I don't think a lot of people are expecting us to, to do a lot, but like I said, that, I, you know, a good team, and I believe we're a very good team, uh, with nothing to lose is a dangerous team. And so we're going to, we're going to kind of go in with that, uh, that attitude. Kelly Graves, Oregon women's basketball head coach, meeting with the media, giving you the bracket breakdown. Women in flight update of the week, always brought to you by our friends at the duck store, a proud supporter of women in flight. The Duck Store. They've got some great women in flight gear at the Duck Store right now. When we come back, we're going to switch gears, talk a little softball. Assistant coach Justin Schultz after, well, he handles the offense, and the offense has been killing it. So we're going to talk with Justin Schultz when we come back. And also still to come, Aaron Bully, Niara Savali, a whole lot more on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union next on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Hi, you've reached Toyota. This is Jan. Can I save on a new Toyota? Yes, with great deals through March 31st at participating dealers. I'm really into mystery podcasts lately for those long drives. Well, imagine yourself in a Camry when a celebrity sleuth solves the perfect crime. Or camping in a RAV4 when a shocking theft turns a city on its head. Or off-roading in a Tacoma when trouble follows a big city cop to the country. Spoiler alert, it was the butler. Toyota, let's go places. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon athletics because student athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. Duck Insider, Duck Insider, Duck Insider continues after this timeout on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Listen and imagine. It takes five seconds to send a text, and for those five seconds, you're driving blind. Life is worth more than a text. Stay alive. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Everybody buckle up. Bum, 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 bum. Buckle up. Let's go. Buckle up. Can we go to the store? Buckle up. Everybody buckle up. A lot goes on in the car, but you're in control. So only move when you hear the click that says they're buckled in. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joy Mack inside the University of Oregon Casanova Center in the Country Financial Studio. Now, I, 
I, I got to ask because as Justin Schultz joins us, Oregon softball assistant coach on the University of Oregon Alumni Association guest line, he's going to be a neighbor of ours in the Casanova Center at some point, which we're all pretty excited about, uh, some office reorganization in the CAS. So are you in that office or are you at the Jane right now? I, I am hiding in this office right now. I got my door shut, so I've got the mask off right now. But, yes, I am in the new office over here in the Cavs, taking over for women's basketball and trying to hold it down. Man, so this is the world we live in. I mean, I just want everybody to know, like, we've had this conversation with Coach Abel because his office is right across from ours for Oregon soccer. I mean, Justin is literally like, he could probably hear me shouting if I opened <laughs> the door right now. Like, but this is the world that we live in. And a reminder for everybody that we're hoping to get back to some semblance of normalcy here soon uh meanwhile some semblance of normalcy i think uh, for your offense this past weekend uh, so coach schultz uh, for those of you who, who don't know uh, assistant coach for oregon softball mostly handling the the hitting and so it seemed fitting that we have you on to talk about the hitting after the offensive performance this past weekend had to be pretty happy with your squad yeah definitely a little easier to talk this week after maybe some of our earlier weekends where the pitching staff really really uh picked us up but definitely a fun weekend to watch kind of our whole lineup i think we had about 12 or 13 athletes really contribute to the wins this weekend how about that depth coach I mean I'm glad you brought that up it's something that coach Lombardi and I have talked about you guys have a lot of different options throughout your lineup this year yeah it's it's been fun we sit down every um, either after each game or in the morning the next day and kind of look at our options and see which pitchers are potentially going to throw against us and we've, we've got a lot of good um, hitters to match up with specific pitchers and we really try to maximize uh, that in our game planning. Sometimes we're right with the pitch, the pitchers we're choosing that are coming out there. And sometimes we got to adjust on the fly, but it's been fun to have, I think about 16 of our hitters have already gotten in this year. How nice was it to beat the Beavers? It was fun. It was fun, especially, um, yeah, they had our number a couple years ago when we played them and it was nice to get out there and put up some runs against a really good pitching staff. How much does that help you guys that, that you've had some of these non-conference games against Pac-12 foes? I mean, we've talked about it like with UCLA, with Utah, now with Oregon State. I mean, all these non-conference matchups, has it helped your team kind of be maybe further along than they would be because they've seen such great competition? Yeah, I think uh, just I just the fear of the unknown is always something that creeps into our minds. Well, we've got four Pac-12 opponents that we've already played, two against UCLA, one against Utah, and this last weekend against Oregon State. Uh, so it, it kind of lets us know exactly where we're at and where we need to continue to improve and that we can compete with everybody in this conference. I want to fire through some of your individuals as we talk with Justin Schultz, Oregon softball assistant coach. Alyssa Brito, Pac-12 player of the week and the Pac-12 freshman of the week today. Also the D1 softball freshman of the week as well. Alyssa Brito's had a couple great weekends. Uh, this was a really, really good weekend. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's been impressive all year. And I think the one thing that she's done a really good job of is kind of eliminating some of those strikeouts early on. It was either home run or strikeout. And now she's spraying the ball all over the field and then still having the big power numbers. So the early season progression for her is um, a big reason why, once again, she's getting some individual accolades. How often do you see a freshman that's got a 940 slugging mark at this point in the year? <laughs> Uh, it doesn't happen too often. Uh, it definitely makes my job a lot easier when uh, some of our freshmen are uh, pulling their own weight. You know, I, I'm curious on, on her front. I mean, when, when she got here, Coach, you, you saw the potential for sure, but, but I've asked a lot of her, and it seems like she's really taken to that. Yeah, she's, uh, she's one of those kids you can't teach that competitive drive. I think she's never satisfied with what she's doing and always working extra and kind of making everybody else chase her because her work ethic is unprecedented for sure. 
Maya Felder also, I, I feel like, has really kind of burst on the scene for fans, a name that you have to know, hitting over 400, slugging 757, and a lot of multi-hit competitions now for Maya Felder. What's been the key for her over the last few weeks? Yeah, I think it's her plate discipline. Um, I, she does not chase out of the zone very often. She's got, I think, 12 free passes and only one strikeout on the year. Uh, and that contributes a lot to now her power numbers you're seeing over the past couple weekends starting to put balls over the fence. And that's kind of what we need from Maya. She's definitely one of those people we need driving in runs if this offense is going to be as successful as it needs to be. All right, I have to ask you a diamond sport kind of tongue-in-cheek joke here. So you said 12 free passes. She's got 10 walks, but then two hit by pitches. I mean, are, are they free if you're getting hit by the pitch? Uh, <laughs> we pride ourselves in not moving in that box. Obviously, we're not trying to lean into anything, but they uh, those are as free as they come when they, they throw an 0-2 fastball and it gets you in the leg uh, and you get to go to first base. So we kind of joke in the dugout and have made it a, a fun little thing, but it does not feel good, I'm sure, for some of our players. Throughout a, a game, Coach, you know, how, how many adjustments can you make in-game? And, and maybe the better way to ask that question is I know you're always making adjustments with your hitters. How do you go about doing that as a coach? Kind of what's your approach in-game when you're making those in-game adjustments for your lineup? Yeah, I mean, this this offense is – they're a very veteran offense. I mean, we've got – the majority have been here at least two years uh, with us. And so it's been become easier and easier each year. I think with uh, the veterans coming down, I don't do as much planning for adjustments as I used to because the team takes care of it. You constantly watch them pitch-to-pitch pitch talking to each other. Um, after each at bat and it's made my job in the dugout more of just an observer and listening so it's been a fun year because they are very very uh, cerebral when it comes to making in-game adjustments themselves justin schultz joining us talking oregon softball you know you talk about that that, that veteran group i want to talk about them in a second but i have to ask you about hannah delgado i i feel like another name that fans have just already fallen in love with she's hitting 400 on the season hannah delgado another freshman that's impressed early yeah she um she had her her freshman uh, punches early on. We went to Arizona the first weekend and um, had a good weekend getting on base, but just needed to drive the ball a little bit more. And since that first weekend, she's just ran with her opportunities. It's been fun to see her. We moved her all the way up to the two hole this past weekend and she's really holding her own. She uh, had a clutch hit against Portland State in the first day last weekend um, to kind of secure that victory in the four to two win. And then this past weekend doesn't matter where we put her she's constantly uh, either driving in runs or getting on base and scoring do you see players like like her like Alyssa that are freshmen come into a veteran lineup I mean how much faster do they learn because they're around so many veterans you know what I'm saying yeah for sure I, I think it makes it definitely easier um, they've done a great job picking up some of our veterans some of our veterans have been up and down this year as well but uh, they've come in and the confidence that Haley Cruz and Rachel Sid and Allie Bunker and Tara and all them give give these freshmen, it makes their lives easier. And now you see, I mean, shoot, Hannah Delgado's in the two hole and Brito's been in the four hole. So it's it's interesting. And they've been doing a great job picking up uh, where we've needed it most. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask the, the guy who's coaching offense about Haley Cruz because she seems just always steady, hitting 388 this year, slugging 735. We've seen some more power from Haley Cruz this year, too. Yeah, that's one of the things Haley and I talked about in the offseason is she's always going to get on base. She's always going to score some runs. It's can she drive in uh, more runs this year? And she's off to a great start. We we preach about having a one through nine tough offense. Well, when one through nine is tough, seven, eight, nine are always on base. And so for us in Haley being in the leadoff spot, she's got to cash those runners in. Uh, and she's already off to a very, very good start. I think she's got 14 RBIs and 20 plus runs scored already for us. 
Allie Bunker, uh, Rachel Sid, Tara McGowan, a couple of those veterans, few of those veterans that have been in the middle of the order. I'll just ask you for them. I mean, just how, how critical has it been to have those veterans in the heart of your order doing big things? Oh, yeah, it takes pressure off everybody else. I mean, those three uh, last year and continuing into this year, uh, we put tons of pressure on them to make sure that they're leading the charge with this offense. And all three of them have stepped up in big games uh, for us. And I'm excited to see them continue to grow because with the Pac-12, we need that experience to get to where we want to go. Yeah, I mean, Ali Bunker had went three for four against the Beavers and, and sure looked the part. Always fun. You know, I, I, you mentioned, yeah, I like to talk about when Ducks beat the Beavers. It's, you know, it's, it's what I do. You know, I, I do want to ask you, too, with Tara McGowan, I mean, a 260 average, I, I look at that and I go, God, I think there's probably more there. There's probably a little more potential for your lineup the rest of the season. Yeah, I think in the in the course of a 55-game regular season, you're going to have your ups and downs. I think she's been a little lower average-wise than probably a lot of people expected, including myself. But I look at her run production right now, and uh, she's still getting it done. 13 runs scored, 11 RBIs. And that's what we preach a lot. It's about scoring runs. Uh, so she's had productive at-bats, and I think she's hitting close to 400 with runners in scoring position. Um, but I would expect her average to get back up into that 350 range when it's all said and done. One of the things that I've I've really enjoyed about watching your, your team coach, and, and I'm going to give you some of the numbers for fans to reference here. Opponents are only 8 for 10 stealing bases. They, they don't like to run on you guys very often. You guys are 33 for 37 swiping bags so far this year. You're smiling as I say that. I mean, it, has that been a real focus for you guys? It feels like you're really pressing the envelope on the base paths. That's 100% Coach Lombardi right there. She loves to run. She loves to put pressure on the defense. Um, I grew up on the baseball side. I want more doubles, home runs. But it's it's really created um, a more dynamic offense for us. And now when we get walks or singles, it's automatically turning into a double because she picks the right counts to run in. And we've got a ton of good athletes, one through nine in our order. They can all run for themselves. So it's picked the right pitch, and we've had a lot of success doing it so far. I love that. Uh, give us the scouting report on Utah. I know a lot of fans have been asking, you know, with, with Utah being on a pause, you know, where do we stand? Well, right now I'm going to tell you that the games are on the schedule, and it's four games coming up against Utah beginning at 5 o'clock on Friday. What's the scouting report on the Utes this year? Yeah, uh, we are definitely preparing normal as usual. Uh, a lot of lefties in their lineup. They can swing it. They have a lot of power. Uh, and then they've got some speed as well, so I think they're going to challenge us behind the plate and try to run a, a little bit off of us. Uh, Pitching-wise, they've got four strong pitchers, and so we're just trying to make sure that we know the matchups and who we want to utilize when each pitcher comes in. When you guys played them in Tempe, it was a 7-2 to win for the Ducks in that non-conference matchup against Utah. Fans, remember, all these games are going to be on the Oregon live stream. You can find it via the Oregon softball schedule. Uh, GoDucks.com has you covered there. The second game of the doubleheader on Saturday will be a non-conference game with the way that the Pac-12 is set up so that you guys can still get that at least close to the maximum number of games in, right? Yeah, definitely. And we're we're taking every game, just one game at a time, and every single game is just as important as the next it's a little bit different wrinkle with having that random non-conference game in there. Uh, but like I said, we're just playing one game at a time and trying to win every single one of them. He's Justin Schultz. He's going to be our neighbor soon, and I don't know if he's looking forward to it, but we're looking forward to it. Oregon softball assistant coach, kind enough to join us. Coach, hey, thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate it, and, and best of luck against the Utes. I appreciate it. Thanks, Joey. All right, we're going to get a quick timeout. Uh, when we come back, a, a full schedule. Also a look at the Marcus Mariota Sports Performance Center. We'll have a little bit of fun with that on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Hi, welcome to the Spicy Drive-In. May I take your order? Can I get the spicy chicken sandwich, please? The spicy chicken is an excellent choice, sir. And to drink? Uh, whatever's fine. 
Oh, may I make a beverage pairing recommendation this evening? Sure. If we are feeling especially bold tonight, sir, I would recommend the Mountain Dew with that. It's bravely unrestrained with a very alive aroma that pairs wonderfully with your spicy chicken. It's followed by a hint of zesty citrus flavor. Uh, yeah, that sounds amazing. I'm sure you already know this, sir, but remember to appreciate the nose first by giving the Mountain Dew a little swirl to really volatize it. Uh, uh, vola what? To change the flavor compounds and activate your taste buds to get them fully primed for that chicken sandwich. Ah, it's delicious. <laughs> now you're getting the hang of it. The muscular flavor charge characteristics of Mountain Dew make for an absolutely epic mouthfeel when paired with spicy cuisine. It is quite on point, sir. Dude, it's a perfect match. Like they were made for each other. So true, so true. When you want to make good food bolder and bold food better, do the do. Duck Insider, your home for the latest news on Oregon athletics. This is the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Most of my family, they never graduated high school, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I see the future is really bright for me. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union. The schedule ahead is a busy one for Oregon softball, Oregon baseball, Oregon everything as both Diamond Sports are in action to start Pac-12 play this weekend. But meanwhile, women's basketball getting ready for that Monday tip-off. The Ducks will play at 7 o'clock on ESPN2, 6.30 pregame here on the Oregon Sports Network with Terry Johns and Bev Smith. They'll have the radio call. It's going to be a matchup with South Dakota in the 6-11 versus 11 game. Aaron Boley met with the media yesterday to talk about what she's expecting heading into this matchup on Monday and how the Ducks are going to handle traveling to San Antonio and beyond. Some great stuff with Aaron Boldy. Yeah, uh, we actually just got finished talking about as a team how, um, you know, just being able to be a part of this NCAA tournament is really exciting and um, to not take anything for granted. And um, we already are just um, very excited as a group um, to be able to head to San Antonio and to play. Um, so... I think for any team, it's awesome to be able to see your name up there. And just like it is every year, we're extremely excited to get started. Aaron, as one of the few players that was a core member of last year's team, what are kind of your emotions to have this moment back after it was taken away last year? Um, it means a lot. Um, it really does. Um, it was really tough to not be able to play last year after um, such a strong buildup up to that point. Um, so I think it's, um, it's really special, especially for the, these are our upperclassmen and for Lydia and I, um, this being our last go round to be able to 
um, do that with this new team and this new group, it, it means a lot and it's very special. How, how different is tournament play compared to regular season play? And I ask that in part because you're one of the few players in this team who's, who's done it yet, especially at Oregon. Are, are there tips and, and I guess tips of the trade that you are kind of passing along to some of the younger players who haven't been here before? Yeah. Um, really, it feels like every year that we've played in the tournament um, since I've been here that nothing that you've done um, leading up to this point matters anymore once you're in the tournament, once you get started playing. Um, nothing else matters except for how well you're playing when the tournament starts. Um, you know, it's completely wide open and it could be anybody just depending on who's hot and who's playing well together. And I think that's a big um like important thing for us to be able to pass along, especially to the new new kids that we have. Um, just that right now, nothing else matters except for us and how we're playing together and how much we are trusting in each other. And yeah, how well we're working together is really what I'm trying to say. Um, so I think um, that's a big part of why we're so excited to go into this is because it feels like it's a new chapter and it's a new like opportunity for us to, um, yeah to go out and play together. Uh, Aaron, just wanted to get your thoughts, if you know anything about South Dakota and, um, you know, thoughts on where you guys ended up getting seated to succeed there. Um, not not yet on South Dakota. Um, we will. We'll work on it. Um, but, um, yeah, we're excited to be, uh, to be playing. You know, regardless of what seed we were, we didn't really care. We're just um, excited to be in the tournament and um, to have the opportunity to play. Aaron, you mentioned how critical it is to start this tournament off strong, that a lot of it comes down to who is hot at the right time. You guys have had your struggles in recent weeks. I think it was losing five of the last six. So what's been the focus since getting bounced out of the Pac-12 tournament to try and make sure that you enter San Antonio in the right mindset? Yeah. Um, we're really just focusing on um, – putting all of our energy into um, small segments. So playing as hard as we can for five minutes and then the next five minutes, and then, you know, taking it one quarter at a time or one game at a time, that kind of thing. And really trying to play um, with all of the energy and passion and just working as hard as we can for um, uh, the time that we're on the floor together, um, trying not to take anything for granted. Um, we're really, you know, we've been working a lot on trying to build a rhythm together and to um, find a group that's playing um, really strong together. So um, I think for any team to be successful in the NCAA tournament, you just have to find that core group that gets really hot together and that trusts each other and plays really well together. So we've just been um, trying to find that, that rhythm together. That's great stuff from Erin Boley. Uh, she talked with the media yesterday, the veteran, uh, one of the leaders for this Oregon women's basketball team. And let's hope they can put all those pieces together. Even without, it sounds like Tahina Pow Pow putting some of those pieces together, and let's see if the Ducks can make a run. Coming up next, we've got the schedule and also a look at the Marcus Mariota Sports Performance Center. If you can believe, it's been almost five years since the MMSPC opened. First floor of the Casanova Center. Back after this in the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon Athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. 
onpointcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. After two years of construction, my wife and I finally moved into our dream home. So when a bathtub fixture broke, causing major water damage, I was glad we had the home insurance protection we needed. How do you know your home is protected? Talk to a country financial rep like me, Nick Simon. We can help you understand your options and select coverages to meet your needs. Then if something happens to your home, you won't have any surprises. Need the right coverage for your home but not sure where to start? Visit TakeSimpleSteps.com or contact a local country representative. This is Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. When you went car shopping, you meant business. You ace vehicle history searches and test drives. You out salesmen to the salesman. Now you've got your wheels. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll have the info you need to get more for your future. Go to aceyourretirement.org because when it comes to speeding past financial challenges, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Insiders at a Bond Point Community Credit Union. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Crumble Cookies. Come check out Crumble Cookies if you're here in Eugene off Coburg Road and our friends at North Fork Public House, NorthForkEugene.com. All right, we have been having a lot of fun with this. So before we get into the schedule, our friends at the Josh Cooley Real Estate Team, proven winning team on your side, by the way. The Josh Cooley Real Estate Team thanks you for your support and referrals of friends and family, the official real estate team of the Oregon Ducks. We wanted to have a little bit of fun with the, our friends at the Josh Cooley Real Estate Team. Like, hey, you want a home field advantage? Well, let's talk about the facilities of Oregon. That's a home field advantage. The Marcus Mariota Sports Performance Center. It is located right below us here in the Casanova Center. The first floor of the Casanova Center, a remodeled sports science-focused entire facility. All about sports science, sports medicine, technology, and it's in one efficiently designed space on the ground floor of the CAS. Another part of the project, total overhaul of the equipment room, and it's all about a little bit of style in that equipment room, but functionality. They've got these amazing, amazing shelves in the equipment room that are some of the most efficient things I've ever seen in terms of allocating storage space and sliding. And that's in addition to everything like the sleeping pods in the Marcus Mariota Sports Performance Center. Big part of the sports science focus of the facility. They've also uh, got a tremendous, tremendous amount of cool displays that obviously really help in recruiting. We all know that. The Marcus Mariota Sports Performance Center opened in August of 2016. Can you believe that? And we're now sitting here in 2021, and it is still state-of-the-art, all complete with the throne in the equipment room. The Marcus Mariota Sports Performance Center, our featured facility today, thanks to our friends from the Josh Cooley Real Estate team and the Oregon Ducks, the official realtors of the Oregon Ducks. That does it for us today. Last Duck Inside of the Week is tomorrow. See you then. <laughs>
Hey everyone, let's all stop what we're doing and take a moment. You see? Every moment can be kind of special. But they can be loud moments, goofy moments, dorky moments, it doesn't matter. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hello, it's me, the designer jeans in the back of your closet. What happened to us? I used to summer in the Hamptons, and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Okay, maybe I never really fit you right, but I got a lot more Sunday fun days left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, He's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy. And you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter. Yet you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. been listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Oregon Sports Network. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.